Hello, this is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from the Star Wars Saga. And you're listening to TJW Podcast. Good evening, I'm Mark. With me is my co-host, Dan. Hello. And you are traveling the jungle wastes again. It's the last week here in December of 2020. It's actually December 24th, 2020 when we're recording this. Um, we're going to be doing our usual show today where we have, um, you know, our, on the agenda was, was to go over the last two episodes of The Mandalorian um, that, that came out over this last uh, couple weeks here. Um, but one thing we, we, we did want to mention first before we get into all of that is that, um, as everybody knows, unfortunately we found out that on December 17th, of 2020 um star wars actor jeremy bullock who who was is famous for for his uh portrayal of boba fett in the empire strikes back had passed away after a uh after a long illness with uh, parkinson's disease um really sad story to come out especially uh, like just following that uh, a couple weeks ago we when we were talking about um, the passing of dave prouse um and interestingly enough uh as we had met dave prouse during uh, the, I think it was the 2012 Super Mega Fest. The 2013 Super Mega Fest is when we actually met uh, Jeremy Bullock in person. Yeah, and he heard uh, you heard him uh, with the bumper at the beginning of our show. Yeah, he was really uh, kind enough to, uh, to to do that. Bumper was from the uh, from from you know we we did that for the Super Mega Fest review that year. I remember yeah, from the floor. Yeah. yeah, it was right from the yeah, floor. He a, he's he was a really sweet guy, really nice, kind of kind of guy i wanted to just sit down and and like get to know better like he was just really cool oh and before i forget yeah for those of you celebrating merry christmas yeah yeah for those who are uh you know gonna be uh enjoying i hope you guys everyone out there has a uh a good christmas holiday and as well um hopefully a uh a very safe <laughs> stay safe is like the motto i think for this year but stay safe during new year's of course and hopefully uh when we're recording next year uh, at this time that we will be all in a better less pandemic-y state yeah but, and, and uh, uh, as always with all holidays enjoy your families absolutely absolutely yeah. that's what you should do uh, but getting back to jeremy here um yeah. one thing that i did i i wanted to mention because there was a f- couple things I, I had in my head that i was thinking about i had remembered that um i had i had I, he had st- he was still doing autographs through the mail. I remember he had he had his website up during those years, and um, I remember emailing him about getting an autograph. And uh, the funny thing was, I had emailed and I had said like, you know, um, is it possible that Jeremy Bell can, can send me an, an an autograph and how much and all that other stuff? And I got an email back, you know, hi Mark, it's Jeremy. You know, just he, he runs it himself. You know, <laughs> and uh, I had asked him um, if he could put he to, to put a quote on my. Uh, on my, on my photo and i and he said yeah sure which one do you want and i said can you put down um oh the one from empire which says no put captain solo in the cargo hold because that's like the one of the longer lines that he has in the movie um and he told he, he mentioned a funny story how when he was like doing those lines i guess on 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 the set instead instead of saying uh put captain solo in the cargo hold he he accidentally said put captain cargo in the solo hold <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> so it was a that. funny little tidbit that he mentioned to us. And, and as well, I think he is one of the, the few, if not the only, I guess, Star Wars personality that we have met um, at a convention where he was standing in front of his table. 
Yeah, he was out there. Yeah, he, he was, was standing out there yeah. and talking and and chatting, and it just seemed like he was very comfortable being. I mean, I think a lot of uh, a lot of personalities who go to these um, conventions they, they they see that table as their like you know this is this is the line in the sand or this is like the this is the safe zone. I'm here. You are there. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no if you over. think about it, it, would be pretty. I mean, would would be kind of challenging, you know, because like mm-hmm. everyone wants a piece of you. Yeah, and ostensibly you're there to to meet the fans and to you know uh, make a connection with them, but you're also there to to you know make some money, and it would be well. Jeremy, uh, I think it was would doing be a both conflict. of that in the same, yeah, in, no, in the, was, all the good ways. I mean. He handled it. No, I'm saying he handled it with a lot of finesse. Like yep. he 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 clearly you know was there to uh, to I think primarily meet the fans, and at the same time you know uh, kind of you know wanted to uh, obviously further his career and um and i it was he was just he, the way he kind of did things and and the way he was was so so smooth and so um i don't know just really like nice and normal well and he kind. was one of the know, one, one of the people yeah. who was really he he enjoyed going out he was at a lot of star wars celebrations he did a lot of conventions he really i mean oh wow i i want to say he's got to be on one of those top five lists of, of Star Wars personalities who really, really made the rounds at conventions. And, yeah. and people enjoyed talking to him. And he's, he was on other podcasts. I think he really enjoyed being able to to, to chat about Because, I mean, sometimes you'll find a personal, a Star Wars personality who, you know, for, for good or for bad, they saw the, the their role in it as, as, like, you know, it was a job, which, of course, it is. But um, they don't embrace it as much as some other personalities. Somebody like, like, like Dave Prowse or or, or, or himself, uh, Jeremy Bullock, or you know, Anthony Daniels, or, or or actually at that convention, um, that we that year that we saw Jeremy there, um, Ray Park was there as well too, if you remember. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember yeah, we got his autograph. Remember? I did. Yeah. The funny thing was, is I had gone to, um, I went to uh, artist Kevin Lyle, who was there. And because um, he 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 he's very he was very close with Jeremy and and I think with um, as well with uh, Ray Park, and as I was talking to him because I we'd interviewed him if actually if you go back to the archives we we had yeah. the interview there with Kevin on that and he uh, oh I remember that yeah yeah so the funny thing was I, I asked him I said because he had made this really great print of. Um, of, of like a head-to-head of Boba Fett and, uh, and and Darth Maul, and the question I had was, I go, Kevin, so so who do you th- who do you think would, would would win in a fight like that? Do you think it would be Maul or Boba Fett? And, and Jeremy had just walked by, heard the question, and he goes, Oh gosh, definitely Darth Maul. Oh, that's <laughs> Which I so funny. Was really funny. Oh but, yeah. Uh, well, I mean that that does segue into the latest episode of of uh, the Mandalorian, but yeah, we, we can yeah. get back to that. But still, it definitely. Yeah, I just I just thought it was it was appropriate for us to 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 mention. I mean, like I said, he was a, he was a fan favorite. Um, he I remember he'd he'd come out in you know a year or two ago saying that he was basically done with the convention circuit, but he was still doing some some private signings. So I actually had um, this great vintage uh, from from Marvel Comics of the, like the yellow background. I forgot what 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 issue number it was, but I was like, oh, I gotta get this signed by Jeremy. Just this 
great shot of Boba Fett on the front cover. I mean, it's a famous cover, but I, I unfortunately can't remember the issue number of it. But oh I wanted to Jeremy to sign, so I sent it in for that. And so the what, the last thing I ever had uh, Jeremy sign for me was this uh, you know, great Marvel comic that that he signed right on the front there. You know, uh, you know Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett. So it's wow. a it's a nice 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 memento to have and, and to remember him by. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and I mean, just meeting him, and he, he was very, I don't know, I just got a, he had a really good vibe. I don't know how else to say it. He was just a really good guy, you know? If, sad, I'm sad he's gone. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, we, we've mentioned this before, especially when we were talking about, like, uh, with, with Dave Prowse and other actors, Star Wars actors, who, who you know, their role is behind a helmet or behind a mask. Yeah. At the, uh, you know, you've really got to know your craft to be able to, to pull off the part. It's just not, you know, a, a person in a suit, but the person has to embody it. And Boba Fett is a man of few words, but the way that he walks and the way that, that, that I mean, you can just tell by the way that he even turns his head in, in the movie from that and in Return of the Jedi of what a cold calculating individual he is and, and and that boba fett is and we're seeing it now in the mandalorian i mean as, as, as oh with boba fett oh it's yeah. unbelievable and, yeah I no mean, I, that's, and jeremy yeah. did i think that did that pull that off really well in 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 both of those movies um i don't oh, think we would have had yeah. like the uh, yeah granted the suit was cool and the armor is cool but i think if you didn't have that 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 human element that jeremy brought to it i mean like i said it would just i don't think it would have you know played off as as popular as it as it ended up being oh i agree yeah he it's just kind of the way he held himself yep and yeah. uh with those very stiff shoulders and you could just tell that like the character had these eyes that were just like very predatorial or something yeah. like he yeah. was like a he was he was a he was a bad guy <laughs> and um and and uh i think that his body language really portrayed that but in a way that was like I'm not sure. Something about it was somehow like appealed. I to heard it. Jeremy I say one time like, that like that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I heard Jeremy say one time that it was. Um, I, he may have based it off of like Clint Eastwood's, uh, you know, uh, cowboy type movies that he would do. Oh, is that like, right? Like, like you know the uh, you know like uh, the the the, 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 like the, the, the the cowboy with no name or whatever it was that, that, yeah, like sure. basing it off of that like wow. this very cold calculating individual and how he walked and how he held himself and how you know nothing would 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 shake would shake the guy so i mean uh, I, wow, it, that's it, incredible. It, the fact that i mean if, if that's a, i mean that really takes i think a great talent to pull that off on screen and and, and to, because i mean a lot of the time boba fett on in empire and and in return of the jedi is standing next to some like really bad dudes darth vader being one of them in empire and it looks as if he isn't taking a backseat especially when he's sitting when it, when, when vader turns to him and he says on uh, the star destroyer you know no disintegrations you could just sense that yeah, boba fett's great. like Okay, you're sticking your finger in my face. Good for you. If I decide not to do disintegrations, I will. I will. I will think about it. But there's no oh, guarantee. Yeah, that's so true. Know. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, well, we will miss. Uh, we will miss Jeremy Bullock. But um, hopefully, you know, um, you know, we. we while while he, while we obviously you know are 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 no longer able to to connect with him in that way, that uh, in in person we are are now able to um, always remember the the uh, you know all those those good memories that he gave at conventions and his in his performances, uh, in in many in many motion pictures. So, yeah, 
Rest in peace. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, getting to what uh, the show, I think we're, we, we're what everybody's looking forward to is our, our chat about uh, these last two episodes of The Mandalorian. And I think that we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll go over each episode and do our, we'll, we'll go over a little bit of the plot, go through a little bit of our thoughts on it, and then we'll proceed to the last, uh, to that last episode, which is, uh, I think, about, like, spiral into some good stuff here but uh <laughs> yeah for sure i mean we have there's the i mean there was the previous episode too. yeah well chapter 15 called the believer um this was an interesting episode i actually had to watch it two or three times um because the first time i i watched it and this happened with me i, I forgot which episode it was where i was sort of like you know it, it was okay uh, but i didn't like you know hit me as hard um I felt this way for, for this episode, even though I know so many people said, like, you know, they watched the first time and they were just blown away by it. I watched it a second time, and it, it I, I think I have a better a better feel for it, and I can see the brilliance in the episode now. Um, but if we could just go over some of the plot here. Yeah, and, let's do uh, that. Let's, let's just get, like, so yeah. we know where we're coming from here. So in this episode, it opens up that you know, Cara Dune is using her, her, new, uh, her, her new position as Marshal of the New Republic to have uh, Mayfeld, who's that ex-Imperial who, who was in that job, uh, that, that heist job in the first season, to, to yeah. be taken from prison and to be put into her custody. And... Um, he ends up seeing, you know, he, she's, he's brought back with the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and he's saying, we need you to help locate Moff Gideon's uh, cruiser, but he needs to be able to, to do this. He, he needs to, to, to have an internal terminal to be able to do this. So he suggests going to the secret Imperial mining hub on Morak. So there, Mayfeld and the Mandalorian, they end up hijacking a, a, a transport, carrying, some, you know, this explosive stuff called Rhydonium, which reminds me a little bit of the stuff that I was in Rogue, uh, not Rogue One, but in Solo for the, the Coaxium. Um, they managed oh, to yeah, reach the right. mining facility yeah. despite being attacked by local pirates. And um, they get Gideon's coordinates from the terminal, but the Mandalorian is forced to, you know, he was wearing his helmet and wearing an Imperial uniform. He has to take his helmet off again. <laughs> this is the second time I think we've seen him yeah. take off the, or third time we've seen him take it off the helmet uh, in front of others. And then the Pira confronted by Mayfeld's old Imperial commanding uh, officer. I think his name was Valen Hess, if I remember correctly. And um, uh, they, they, they talk back and forth about a mission or, or an operation they were on. Mayfeld ends up killing him. And, and after the uh, after Hess you know, gloats about the atrocities that uh, the Empire did in this thing called Operation Cinder. So Mayfeld and the Mandalorian, they end up escaping with the help of Fennec and Dune and Fett, and then Dune decides to to let Mayfeld go. She's like, you know, they, they, they play their little game of like, you know, I don't think Mayfeld made it out of there. So he's off to go somewhere else, and then the Mandalorian sends Gideon a transmission, which is sort of which which turns on its head the the, the warning that uh, that Gideon had had sent uh, you know, spoke out at the Mandalorian that last uh, episode of season one. That he's coming for Grogu, and like I said, he was paraphrasing that similar speech that Gideon had previously given. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, let's I, let, let's think, open this up here, okay? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Also, I, mean, I think that the 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 I don't think they were hijackers that were attacking it. I feel like they were just like natives. Yeah. They, no, this wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's trying to. They were just trying. They were, you know, pissed that the Empire was there and whatever they weren't trying to take it that's what i yeah. I, I mean i i only noticed that the second time around was that the they were purposely looking to try to destroy this uh rhydonium yeah they wanted to blow it up and they were really 
you know, they were really upset. And there were lots of shots of the people there just looking kind of depressed and, and upset. And um, what was amazing was you realized that, like, it's a really cool scene because, okay, so the, um, you know, the Are you talking about the heist you're talking about? The Mandalorian's not, yeah, when they're in the uh, transport. And oh, the transport, yeah, okay. Uh, the explosive material. It's, the Mandalorian is not a bad guy, right? And um, neither is his buddy, although his buddy's, his buddy's kind of a bad guy. Um, and what ends up happening They're is... They're both in very gray areas. <laughs> well, yeah, and, but Mandalorian is definitely not... A, I think by this point we know he's kind of a softy. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah, I would say, you know? yeah, okay, I agree, yeah. So, so he's not bad, but all of a sudden, like, he puts on different, a different outfit, and he's perceived as bad, and indeed... He's doing something pretty bad in order to get something good. Meaning, he needs to get this the location of Moff Gideon's ship. In order to do that, he has to he has to deliver this stuff, um, which is working for the Empire. And so, the the cool part about that is when when they finally make it in, and you as the audience want him to they, you want them to succeed, but it's kind of a conflict because do you really want them to succeed? Because it's it's kind of bad, but you want them to succeed and. And then when they pull in, I was really struck that, like, I was like, oh, wow, thank God they made it. Or, like, wow, that's amazing. And then all of a sudden, all the, like, stormtroopers and bad guys start clapping. And I was like, uh-oh, that's how I feel, too. And so it was like, it, yeah. was, like this, it was this brilliant move. I've never seen such a... It's Did one you cheer on things. TIE fighters as well? When yeah, you saw those like, TIE fighters coming through, you're like, right, oh, my God, like, thank oh, God, I've got to save them. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was this it was this brilliant move by which I've never seen this before where the director showed the audience how quickly you could turn to support fascism when you found there was a you had an interest in it. And I've never seen that in, in a show or a movie or anything. It was unbelievable. He's showing you through your reaction that if you had a vested interest, a personal vested interest in the success of something, you would be happy also with something fascist. And I does, thought that was incredible. Uh, I've never seen that before. Does, does Mayfeld, I want, I want to like, I think you're onto something here because I think in that conversation that Mayfeld has with, um, with the Mandalorian as they're in the transport and they both are like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those situations where they're both sitting there like really uncomfortable with each other. And Mayfeld, yeah. he takes his helmet off and he's like ch trying to chat. I think he's just trying to keep himself like you know from getting too nervous because he knows where I'm. I'm carrying this explosive stuff and I'm yeah. going right into the heart of of the Imperial network, and I'm I'm I could get into loads of trouble here. Um, yeah. But he, I think he doesn't he, he talk yeah, back he and does. forth about saying like, look, That's exactly what he does. Wherever yeah, you're, right. you're born, it's just by the luck. You were born to Mandalore. I was not. It's like you're only going to see. It's just the luck of how the universe and the galaxy has put us is where your your allegiances are. <laughs> right, and 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 what he's saying there is that you know if you think your you or your loved ones are threatened, you could you could change right away. Mm -hmm. And uh, it actually relates. I mean, it's kind of a deep. It's like we're getting a little deep over here, but yeah. Um, my father, who was a Holocaust survivor, mm -hmm. um, may he rest in peace, he, we had a conversation one time about that, and he said, you know, well, I realized at one point, could I, could I ever become fascist myself? Which was a crazy statement. But wow. He that. Like, it's crazy. He said was, that? Yeah, and, and he wow. said, and I realized that if someone was threatening my family, that I could also be capable of, of terrible things. And that's, he said, when he realized he needed to start he needed to, to actually try to let go of it and not not be hate not feel hatred to, towards those people 
because everyone can can possibly become like that uh, in the right circumstances and and that's and and again this relates to Star Wars because that's precisely why the Jedi fell to the Sith um, because they weren't taught to recognize the darkness within themselves um, and if they had been then they would have then if they would have been vigilant and that that's a theme that goes throughout it's also in Kotor that's a that's a big theme meaning mm-hmm. and, and so I, I anyway it's it's kind of a deep revelation about that uh, episode but I think it, it really that's exactly what they were talking about and they the director showed the audience that you too are capable of this if you think you have an in, if there's an interest in it for you which our interest as the audience was seeing the Mandalorian and seeing the story play out you know? Well, I think also the interest in this as well, too, is that, let's keep in mind as well, too, that all this is playing out because Grogu, Baby Yoda, is in the hands of that, of, 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 the, of the imps, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and I think, I was thinking about this as well, too, I was like, gosh, I think they're playing on the fact that we have all fallen in love with Baby Grogu. We want them to do whatever it takes so that we can get him back. And as I was watching at that second time, all these, a lot of these things you were saying, it's like, yeah, he, he, that we're really going. He's doing things while it might be. I mean, I would. It's almost like they talk about Holocaust. I mean, like, it, the, 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 but they talk about the crazy, like you know, when when, when the movie Sophie's Choice came out. Is there a right decision here? Yeah, right. Is there really a right decision that can be made here or are just you're left with two bad decisions and you 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 choose one? I think Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is is he's got his he's between a rock and a hard place that he knows that he has got to find Grogu like immediately if not sooner. <laughs> Otherwise, whatever plans that that Moff Gideon has for him, which he somewhat knows of it a little bit already, having like you know rescued him that first time in that in season one from the uh, from the cloner from that from, yep. from Doctor uh, oh, what's his Pershing name? Pershing yes, uh, knowing that he, he's going to be used for an experiment and they're going to be using his blood and they're going to be, I mean I think he 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 has that in his mind that he's got to do everything possible. Now, granted okay i i think you're 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 right when you say that he is you know they're they're making decisions which you know put them maybe on the wrong side of 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 the of how they should be going about this but um one thing that i did notice in this episode is that going back to when when mandalorian takes his helmet off again is that he yeah. does this every single time that he knows that there is like a a life and death or or a moral decision that he has to make that his his dogmatic way of going about his belief system yeah i don't know if he wants to say it's compromise but i think i think he he weighs what does i mean this goes back to like i think like qui-gon's like you no know, thought of like you know what does the living force want of you right now you know, yeah. Um, which which I think is is a way of saying like you know, okay, you have your you have your beliefs, you have the way that 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 you see Mandalorian, you know, um, belief system. But uh, he, for someone who at the beginning of this of of this series, I don't take my helmet off. I'm a Mandalorian. We don't do that. He does it. Not yeah. only does he do that, he takes off all his armor. 
He takes up all his armor, yeah, know, puts on an imperial mask of all I things, know, which crazy. is like, you know, it's got to be like the most dishonorable thing he has done. And to take it off and to continue to sit there when um, he's sitting there at that table with, um, with, with, uh, you know, uh, Imperial Officer Venn and, 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 and Mayfeld, I was just wondering, like, you know, because he is looking as caught off guard completely deer in the hair li- in the headlights he uh he doesn't know how to re respond like, you know that when ven comes in trooper what's your what's your operating number and he's like you know uh transport well i'm asking what's your tk number he, he doesn't know how to respond all his all his interactions are behind a helmet <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah i mean he's definitely out of out of his game in that for a lot of reasons um and i loved the uh, imperial officer I love the kind of the dig <laughs> there on um, current culture. I mean, it, it just a little bit. Yeah. There was a little bit of a dig on current culture. How do you think? Uh, well, you know, they kind of, they made him, they made, it made, it was a familiar, they gave him, I mean, I hate to say it, but they gave him a southern accent. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's, you're, you're he, right. I didn't do it, but he did. <laughs> like, he gave him a southern accent, and I think that part of what he was I think um, Rick Famuyiwa, right? That's, that's yep, the that's the director. director. I think he was subtly also hinting at, at racism and issues in the South uh, historically. Um, and, and I think he wanted, again, that, that scene where it focuses in on his face and you see those crazy eyes and he's like, he's such a fanatic and, and, and he's willing to do anything to, um, to promote his fanaticism and his ideas and it, it's it's something that I, i've noticed in a lot of popular media um and i think it's it's true uh, that the media that deals with fascism that there are kind of they one of the major traits of anyone fascist mm-hmm. or someone who's been brainwashed is that they think it's okay to do bad things for the sake of the good meaning that but to, to people who are fanatic or have been brainwashed the ends justify the means it was a very like uh, I mean the the, the 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 back and forth between Mayfeld and Hess in that scene. I will say uh, the 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 actor who played Valen Hess did a uh, an amazing job because we 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 are looking at an imperial officer. What oh, I was thinking great. about this, it's yeah. so he's so different than some other imperial officers who are like I guess more well known in the uh, in the Star Wars universe. He doesn't he. He's not like Governor Tarkin. He's not like Admiral Ozzel. He's not like Captain or Admiral Pete. He's not like General Veers. I mean, there are other officers. When you saw them, or or Jer Gerard in Return of the, I mean, all these officers, they have with them, and maybe it's. I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> they seem like a little bit more of a haughty toddy group as opposed to like. Yeah, sure. Know, no, this, this guy, right this Earth. guy, yeah, but he's point. one of the. He's he is an imperial officer who is a, of a high rank who's leading these big missions. This Operation Cinder. Well, now, do you did you catch that reference? Operation Cinder. Yeah. Uh, was it? I, I, so the, okay, yeah. So Operation Cinder. Yeah, no, it's it's lesser known lore, but oh, Battlefront Two thing, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, interesting. So you did catch it. Yeah, the Battlefront Two. Um, like single player game that was yeah. included, um, which I got like three quarters of the way through, um, and then it got boring. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had a thing where part of the emperor's contingency plan was to basically just blow, like, turn planets to quote cinder, like 
just yep. have these these floating like laser platforms just blow them away. Yep. And uh, that's precisely what they did. And you kind of try to stop it in the game, and it's it's pretty interesting that part. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so do you take place? Does your character in is in that operation itself? Yeah, you're trying to stop it. I think uh, which oh, you, wow. you you fail, but you get to see the emperor like a a computer recording of the emperor in one of those like drone. Oh right, one of the sentinels. And you see right? his face, yeah, yeah. and um, and he's you know you know destroy the remnants of the blah 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 or whatever you know what i mean like yeah, he's okay. all like <laughs> he's all like evil and dark and uh and but you get but it's part of his plan you know so it's cool to see like i mean i know Di- you know disney gets a lot of flack for not you know they didn't really have a plan and what are they doing they're just mm-hmm. kind of cobbling it together a they did have a plan um it just wasn't exact and b actually uh the original trilogy didn't have a plan either which is, which is why there was uh, like a love tension between Luke and Leia because it wasn't yet clear that they were twins. Yeah, no yeah. one likes to talk about that, but that's actually documented. Um, you know, one of the ideas was to have twins, but that wasn't the idea presented in uh, in Lucas. Are, are they saying Operation Cinder was wasn't uh, supposed to be? In no, this, so I'm or? saying so. I'm saying so. Disney had enough of a plan to to connect all of these dots. Mm-hmm. So Operation Cinder and this whole contingency plan of the emperor they thought a lot about that and you can you can read it in uh, the aftermath series where they found find his observatories and it, oh, it's all actually oh, very wow. planned out um and um it's pretty interesting the other aspect is you know the um i mean this goes without saying almost but the aspect that comes out of this of this uh, imperial officer's speech is this concept of collective punishment you know, if you're not with them, oh god, yeah. Whatever. So those are the two things that fascism almost always has. It has um, collect- the the belief in collective punishment, right? And the me- and the ends justify the means. Those two things. Anyone, <laughs> the degree to which someone believes in those is the degree to which they've been either brainwashed or they are a, a fascist. Oh, that's so interesting. Every wow. time, and he captured that like in that guy's speech, like perfectly. Um, yeah. yeah, you sat there. It was, and I think <laughs> what I found interesting also was um, like the discomfort. I mean, maybe it was the way that it was shot as well too, because there was that feeling of discomfort that you were having, like as if you were actually sitting at the table there. Yeah, like you had no idea what to say. Just like the Mandalorian is sitting there, looking like the like I said, the deer in the headlights look. As Mayfell is there going back and forth, and I don't know if if, if the way the Mandalorian is looking, if he's thinking to himself, "Where is this going? What is he doing?" Or I I thought he at first was maybe thinking we'll sit down we'll have a drink you know toast the empire and leave and just get out of here, uh, but that's uh, the fact that Mayfeld sits there and that you know that second viewing I saw of this like I just he looked as if like you know the, the gears are turning in his head like well, he, he is, I think he, he realized is just like, waiting for yeah. for this to happen. I mean it's personal redemption. I mean it's, it's his personal redemption because he you know he 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 had been getting by and being a thief and he'd been he'd been getting by and living with all this guilt about things he participated yep. in as as in the empire and subsequently you can see and just in those couple moments his like psychological profile he's been therefore avoiding it all by being a thief. And you can see the moment was so amazing you can see them and this is this is both great acting and great directing. Um, you can see the moment where he decides, screw it, I'm killing this guy. And I'm turning the corner. I don't care what happens. I'm not one of these people. You know? And well, I'm he even fa- does I'm that doubly when he, uh, when, he, when he takes the, uh, the sniper, sniper rifle and blows up all that Rhydonium. 
Yep, and he and then he blows the whole thing up. He blows so it's up, it's yeah. a very cool like personal redemption story, and I just I mean I I really like I mean I like the first episode that Rick uh, Famuyiwa did. Yeah, I'm thrilled to see whatever he does with the rest of his career because I I think I just think he's a master. I've never seen actually it's one of the I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, thinking incredible actually. I'm thinking Mayfeld. We're gonna see him again, and I'm wondering if it's gonna be. And we we're, we're we'll we'll have an episode, you know, uh, coming up where we're gonna go over some of the, the the new Star Wars projects that were dropped in that uh, uh, over like a week or two ago. But um, the one that that that's like uh, you know Rangers of the New Republic. I'm wondering yeah. if if, if Rogue if, Squadron. Or no, 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 no. Oh, no. Rangers of the New Republic. Oh, okay. It's a it's a that's another. Oh right. Another right, right, right. Di- another Disney Plus uh, series. If if may, if there's going to be this concept, of, I mean, I don't know when this would be taking place, but I'm wondering if they're trying to set up something where you're going to get some of these like uh, offshoot stories, like the Ahsoka story, the Mayfeld oh, story, this and, oh, and, like and, and try to pull oh, that. While Ahsoka does have her own thing, I'm wondering if if there's going to be something almost like you know, this is the show where we just we could pull from other shows <laughs> in the same timeline. Yeah, that's to, cool. To that's do something. really cool. Because um, yeah. I think is, I mean, at first I. I I didn't know whether I liked the Mayfeld character or not. I didn't know if he was going anywhere with it. This obviously, by the the second viewing of it and at the end of it, I was like, oh, okay. Because I think some of it was, I was taken out of it a little bit. Maybe it's because, <laughs> maybe it's because he seems so, so real. Especially when he said something like, you know, he said, okay, me me and, uh, you know, TK427 or whatever have to go submit those uh, those TCP reports or whatever. I was just like, oh, God. It's like, that just <laughs> took funny. me right out of it. I was like, yeah. Wait, what it, it was funny, but I mean, it was, I, I, don't, I can't tell whether or not I... I can't tell whether or not his sense of humor keeps me in, in the story or if it takes me out of it too much. Uh-huh. And who plays it? Who plays uh, Mayfield? Oh, Mayfield is played by uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Have you seen some of his stuff? Okay, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I thought he was really... He was He was good. People well, know him more for, like, Breaking Bad. Name? He looks familiar. He's from Breaking Bad. Oh, that's where I saw him. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, okay. Cool. Right, um, yeah. Which he was great in, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple things uh, outside of the, uh, <laughs> I guess we could say, like the 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 the, uh, the commentary regarding uh, fascism. Um, some of the fun things I thought about this episode, as I like I said that second time that I watched it, I I really enjoyed that second time the uh, the transport heist. For some reason, I was just thinking that it felt so much like Raiders of the Lost Ark when Indy's on that horse and he 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 he's dry, he, he he's you know galloping up to to, to oh, the yeah. uh, to the truck that has the totally. ark in it and he jumps in there and he gets in and he gets into the, the driver's seat you know he gets punched out of it goes under the truck comes back up the truck goes into it kicks the you know slams the the, the guy's head into the dashboard like four times throws him out the front window it just had all that like you know action and fun that i was like uh that that, that you see i mean god mando was just taking such a beating in that episode yeah, well, you see, you mean, you see how transport. much his his armor plays his takes, armor plays know. quite a bit uh yeah. to, and it, they, big they, role they, yeah all yeah. that Beskar definitely protects him. Uh, I th- I love seeing the uh, sequences of uh, Boba Fett and Slave One coming in. Um, I I found I thought it was funny how how Boba Fett now has like his armor looks as as 
crisp and clear as it did uh, on the uh, the Kenner action figure from uh, the early 80s. Oh, my God. It looks so cool. I, mean, I was that, like, I how was, did he clean that up man. so much? I was wondering that. Wow. But yeah, that was, yeah, was great. He repainted it, really. He's not in the uh, the pilot jumpsuit. He's still wearing that like tat- those Tatooine shrouds. Oh, is he really? Oh, interesting. That's like something I, I thought. That. He has that. He has huh. like the uh, the gaffy stick still on his back that oh, I thought. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, I don't know if this is how we're going to see him, but I mean, we'll we'll talk about Boba Fett the next yeah. for this next episode. Um, I liked the fact that um, in this episode as well too. What was the other thing I was just I, was, I had here? Oh, I, I I like the ending. I like the ending where he where Mandalorian just 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 made that threatening <laughs> message to Gideon because it gave oh, that me was fabulous. It gave me a little like oh god, this next episode coming after this, this is going to be this big confrontation it's just gonna like you know just 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 well just i blow I like up how he kind of took the power back i mean what he was i think what he was saying there in a deeper way was yeah. you know there's just as much there's even more power in 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 doing something for people you love as opposed to exactly to, to just hating and just trying to gain power for yourself and you uh, can see that he is that really gideon is message, yeah. if you look at him he is a little shaken by this, which yeah. I think is one of the first times we're yeah, seeing that him, him being shaken up because he seems like such an ice cold character that I mean, maybe it's because he has that, uh, you know, that I, I guess it's, it must be like a pilot's armor on his chest. Almost at first I was like, that looks a lot like it reminded or me Vader, of Vader's, yeah. Yeah, Vader's sure. chest. Yeah, 100%, and, and especially yeah. when he's holding the dark saber, I'm just like, Oh God, he, I wonder if he has, force powers maybe it's like a hidden sith that we don't know but <laughs> yeah, uh no, he would he would wish yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's give a rating for our, our grade for for this episode the believer uh i gave it a a, a b at first yeah. I, I it took two two viewings of it but i could see where the uh the the, the brilliance is in this in in the story and when you were speaking about like you know uh, how how it's such an incredible commentary about you know how does fascism begin and 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 where can it go um it it made me look at it uh, a whole lot differently on top of the fact i think it was just like a a wonderfully shot action packed episode as well too and uh, it was good to see our uh our, our heroes at the end of this, you know, almost like turning the tide and that we know that uh, we just want to send, you know, it's almost like Groku, just hang in a little bit longer. We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it was hard during the week after to just wait for that final episode. But uh, I give it an A. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for movies with big ideas mm-hmm. and uh, for, you know, the ability to, to communicate a very large idea uh, on a very small screen. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just, uh, it's so brilliant. Um, and and uh, I so think I'll this episode wasn't yeah. any more than 30 minutes as well, too, if you can believe that. Un- yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it just, I, I think Rick Famuyu is someone to watch. I mean, he's just seems like, to me, he's one of the finest directors I've ever seen. I mean, I just give him a Star Wars franchise or something. Like, let, let's, you know, I, I want to see what he does, you know. Um, they they really know have. Want. What's packed that? this they've really i mean the, the the crew of the mandalorian has really packed in writers and directors who i mean they're, they're this these these guys like some of the finest in the business <laughs> it's just really oh insane. yeah on sure. one and show on one show you know <laughs> yeah it's true no it's really amazing i mean i definitely i have ones i actually don't particularly like so much their their styles um mm-hmm. 
but uh, I mean, on a whole, we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, these are all professionals, that's for sure. But uh, I think there are some standouts. I mean, I think Filoni is a standout, um, and I think Rick Family was a standout. I also think um, Bryce Howard uh, Dallas is that her name? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, wondering I if think she, I think she's amazing. I love the episode. She do did. you think that any of these one, any of these uh, guys are going to be like you know? Um, going back and forth between different shows. Obviously, we haven't heard anything out of this whole entire, like, you know, 10-plus project, you know, agenda for, for Star Wars. We did not hear anything about a season three of, of The Mandalorian, but we could talk I mean, about the, that at well, the end the deal, of our... Yeah, no, I mean, the deal is that they're... So they have all these projects, and um, they're going to film uh, The Book of Boba Fett first, mm-hmm. and that's coming out a year from now. And uh, and then the Mandalorian will will follow that. Like oh, in the, interesting. In the spring or something. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a big deal. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, I did want to talk about Rogue Squadron just for I have some I have some cool intel for people who don't know, um, which is a new it's a it's a new feature film directed by Patty Jenks Patty Jenkins of the Wonder Woman franchise, mm-hmm. and um, it takes place. I think I, th- I think this is confirmed. It takes place after the rise of Skywalker. I think so. Yeah, I think this is like so a, it's a sequel. So it's a, it's yet a sequel to the sequel trilogy. So yep, it's what happens yep. after, kind of. Well, this is. I mean, y- if you think it's about cool. it, I mean, we're talking about. I don't know if you did. Did you see her uh, sort of like I, I teaser? Did. I saw it. Yeah, I did see the teaser. Yeah, I thought great. that was. I mean, gosh, oh, I mean, if killer. we could just like go off off of rails here for a second, because we will talk about the next episode, the 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 the, fu- the finale of, of Mandalorian. But just to talk about this, uh, you know, totally. uh, of this, it's coming out in two years. So it's. I think it's in twenty twenty two or twenty three. I think twenty three. I think is when this uh, movie's coming out. Um, I just thought this was such an interesting idea because you have a lot of these. Now, granted, <laughs> we're not going to see. I think obviously we can't see Snap Wexley anymore because he's 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 no longer alive in the Star Wars universe. Um, I'm wondering, yeah, are, are we going to get a Poe Dameron in this? Are we going to be seeing any of the other ones? Um, just Pavin, wow. is she going to be one of the ones? Well, that's I mean, great. A lot of these ones who we know because I mean I think if we remember the do you remember the. Uh, the comic and the book series about like you know uh, Rogue Squadron or X Wing Squadron. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. The gosh. game. The game. Yeah, and people have loved it. I think as well oh too god, because of the so characters popular. is that yeah. the, we were getting, you know, everybody knows Wedge and Tilly's and and this and that. Uh, I, I'm wondering maybe, if they're trying to do something like this, almost like well, Wedge is still alive. I mean, maybe they're going to add here, like but re- I don't know yeah. where we are after. I mean, but I still like the idea right, that we're getting. Depends how long after. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, it is something new. I, I think that as much as I love, um, the, the, you know, the Star Wars saga to be centered around the Force and Jedi and Sith, um, there's something, something fresh and new about an idea that we're going to be looking at, X wings and and Tie fighters, and we're going to be like seeing probably some great battles. And when you're talking about Patty Jenkins, who who brought us Wonder Woman, and I mean, gosh, this weekend Wonder Woman eighty four comes out, and I'm I so am excited. so yeah. excited to see that. Uh, but I was rewatching the first Wonder Woman, and I'm just like, my gosh. Oh, such a if she movie. could bring what she brought to Wonder Woman into a Star Wars movie, and she sounds like she is so full into this that she oh, is, yeah. she has like like personal interests of wanting to do this, that she is uh, she, she she likes the the the, the idea of, of 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 a story about pilots and and and, and where they play in the universe. Uh, there's just something I think that's going to be very exciting, very fresh, and very new. Um, 
which I think, and hopefully by by twenty twenty three, we're going to be um, all healthy and less pandemic-y and, and and sitting in theaters watching something like that because some yeah, that's meant I'm for the big screen. That, yeah, that's, that's going to be screen. great. And I'm 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 always, of course, curious to see how where they take the franchise. And uh, yeah, no, it'll be amazing. Do you think it's going to be a a a standalone, or do you think this is a, another saga? I think it's like uh it I think it's similar to Rogue One mm-hmm. in that it's going to be a connector to the next trilogy. Okay. Um which is a bold prediction but I think it makes it makes sense. I mean Star Wars always patterns itself after itself. So mm-hmm. so yeah. you know uh Rogue One was tremendously successful and did a great job of this transition from the prequels to the se- to the original trilogy. And I think what they want to do is um there are rumors to this that no one knows for sure but that they want to inter- introduce um Ray and like kind of a new Jedi story, like years in the future. That would be interesting. Which would be great. And it also, I mean, there's a lot of this does relate to what happens and what happened to Grogu. And we got to get into that because that that it's a mystery at this point. You know, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, apparently, well, know, let's good good segue. Yeah. Let's let's get into talking about Chapter 16, the rescue, the finale for season two of The Mandalorian. Let me give you a quick little plot uh, review of this so we can get our conversation going here. So the Mandalorian and Cara Dune, they board this Imperial shuttle and they capture Dr. Pershing. Um, from here, they enlist the help. They go and they find Bo-Katan and Cusco Reeves and they return. In return, Bo- and they, they, they ask for their help. And in return, Bo-Katan says that she wants Gideon's cruiser and the Darksaber. And the Mandalorian considers um, helping them to... Uh, to, to liber- he, he says he'll consider liberating, helping them liberate Mandalore, but I don't really think he will. Um, they use the shuttle to go get close enough to, to crash land on Gideon's cruiser through some sort of, like, you know, says, uh, you know a, a, a fake fight between them and, 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 and the Slave One. Uh... Bo-Katan, Casca, and Fennec, and Dune, they fight through the stormtroopers to get to the bridge, and at the same time, the Mandalorian um, is going to sneak in and find uh, Grogu and get him out. Um, the unfortunate thing is that the new the new type of stormtrooper that uh, the Imperial Remnant has is what's called the Dark Trooper. Um, oh, yeah. What a... What a different type of droid we've ever seen as as a trooper i was like gosh this is so different than the ones that they had in phantom menace um he's able to <laughs> defeat him with a with a beskar spear because apparently the, his, his his blaster doesn't work he injects them into the space he fights gideon with the spear who who sort of bamboozles him saying like okay take the kid i just want him for his blood i got I mean, it did, I, you but when he on. said that i mean were i mean this i think like were you yeah. like i mean i was like oh it, I mean, I think the Mandalorian also knew, like you knew in the audience, that he didn't mean that. Oh, there's no way he was getting out of there yeah, with with with, sure. with him until until that. Um, he makes him the rightful owner of the Dark Sayer because he's been defeated. The Dark Troopers fly back into the ship, oh but but great. they are all destroyed by guess who? <laughs> Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. I know, that's just so cool. <laughs> it's like I'm saying unbe- that. It's unbelievable. I know. A Jedi that Grogu had contacted on Tython. The Mandalorian gives uh, Grogu permission to go with, with Luke, and then R2 comes in. I was wonderful seeing R2 again to complete his training. And uh, later on, after the, the, the credits, we see... Fett and Fennec, they go to Jabba's Palace. It was great to see Jabba's Palace again oh in Tatooine. Oh, so cool. Who oh, would have thought that. that Bib Fortuna got 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 uh, so the leadership role there? And so, so, so fat. Yeah, I guess he doesn't... Uh, like, he was huge. 
huge. He doesn't do Pilates or go to hot yoga or anything. Uh, and That's then actually he, a great point. He, <laughs> he claims <laughs> Fett kills him right there after an incredibly short conversation, and he takes the throne. Yeah, that let's was, get into this here now. Yeah, and I love, I love that. Then she t- she grabs a flask of whatever and sits down on the arm and starts drinking. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's it just it, shows like who they like, who they are. Oh like, gosh, I, I could see that as like my you know, gosh, they're th- they're villains, they're thieves, they're pirates. Well, she owes she 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 has a debt to pay to to, to Boba Fett for 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 saving her. So I guess that's 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 where it is. But she's that's not a very I mean, job. like I said, she's more than happy to sit there on as 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 his uh, right hand woman, drinking her oh, schnapps yeah, and totally. uh, you yeah. know bl- blasting people away. Um, <laughs> so interesting. So like I said, this the story opens up here at this episode on that Imperial shuttle. Um, I this is such an interesting scene. Uh, right? They got Doctor Pershing on but it's, there, but it's the, the Imperial shuttle. I mean, it's like a. I love that. Oh God, they got that, and they got the two Imperials in there who aren't exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're not the brightest bulbs. No, in, and, in the and room, they. Yeah. <laughs> what I thought was was I mean this was a, a little bit of a tense scene. You know, Mandalorian comes in with Cara Dune. Cara holds her, her pistol at him, and it's like. Give us Pershing right now. He said, no, 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 we're not going to do that, you know. Uh, he's trying to, like, you know, weasel himself out. He shoots his other pilot or whatever. And I, I will say, I really enjoyed how Cara Dune had her, had her blaster on him. And she keeps, he's going, say, I mean, he's really trying to get to her because yeah, he knows that she's from Alderaan. And what he's saying, the- I was on that Death Star. And she was like, which one? But, I mean, he's like... I was there when Alder was blown up, and he's like working her and working her, trying oh to like get her to. He's to, a fool. And he's yeah. like, it's it, like, last chance, and <laughs> bam, right between the eyes. I yeah, was that like, was amazing. No, I love that. <laughs> that was great. Pershing is like, you know, now he can't hear her out of that ear because it was such a loud blast. Um, That's totally incredible. They go down to uh, to get Bo-Katan and Cosca and Cosca Reeves. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting uh, discussion between these this this group of characters, because we got back here. I love the Bo-Katan character, and we know that they're trying to get back Mandalore. Um, they agree that that if they can get Gideon, capture his cruiser. She wants a dark saber, and the Mandalorian says, "I might help you out," but they have. It's it's so funny seeing Bo-Katan and Koska get just so angry seeing Boba Fett. I mean, they really go under his skin. Oh, that me. was amazing! <laughs> I was that, like, that was they really just I lay it that. all out there. Yeah, and you realize that they're all. It, it was a cool scene because you kind of realize like all these people definitely have issues. <laughs> like they're all of them. You're like, seeing four issues, variations you know? of, of of Mandalore of culture there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's crazy because I was it's really cool. Somebody yeah. had mentioned to me. They said, "This is like." I'm not, but. This is like when 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 some 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 faith community you know has a big argument in there like within the community and it's like with four different like you know belief systems within that faith community oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and they're great. arguing back and forth and there's a you're not a real yes. Mandalorian it's a disgrace that you're wearing that and he's oh, that's like so funny. he comes that's up great. to her he's like yeah. little princess you think I mean it was it was <laughs> right no it's true. And Mandalor- the Mandalorian is just standing yeah, there, point. like you know, just 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 waiting for them to like you know just blast each other or try to figure out how do I get out of this now? I need your help. And here we have Boba just like you know pushing the buttons while the other one is also pushing the buttons on him. And again, that great little you know s- you know fight and everything. And then 
Bo-Katan mentions, she goes, gosh, if we had half this, 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 this grit, you know, against the Imperials, we would be running Mandalore right now, which I thought was a great commentary on how Mandalore is right now, because the last time we see Bo-Katan prior to the, to, to, to seeing her in live action Mandalorian is when she's back in Rebels. Oh, right. And yeah. they have Mandalore at the time. Something, obviously, Something we don't know wrong. what happened yeah. that they, how they lost it to the Imperials the way I that they did. I think it has to do with Operation Cinder. Like, there's some, something happened. Because he says, like, your whole planet's, like, been destroyed. Like, But it's, I think it's a great commentary to say, like, God, all these people should be, like, saying to themselves, we're all on the same side. If we could just get past all this nonsense. It's so true. We are all on the same side here. And we could get Mandalore. But you know what? We're stupid. And we're just going to keep bickering amongst ourselves. Yeah, it's so true. In the meantime, in the meantime, let's go help out this Mandalorian get his kid back. Right. Um, And she she wants the Darksaber. She wants the Darksaber. And um, it's, gosh... I love how they played this out. So they get they get the shuttle and they get there and they play that little like you know uh, you know that 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 little you know play fight between Slave One and that they fly through the cruiser. I will say it was great seeing uh, uh, Tie Fighters blasting out of the uh, uh, of the bay there again. I mean, you talk. We were talking just you know, a second ago about like you know ro- you know a, a Rogue Squadron film. And, and you, you you were playing also the uh, the, the the squadrons uh, Xbox. Oh man, game. that game is so good. I, I will say, it's I think so there's. I, I'm feeling like you know, I love seeing like all this like classic type, you know, fighter you know fighters going out there and having like you know battles like that. I will say, remind me to tell you at the end of this episode what uh, what I'm putting next to my uh, wish list. <laughs> Oh yeah, cool. All right, I will. Totally. Uh, okay, but getting back to this, so they fly in there. They are going to try to get into the uh, go 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 right to the bridge. Get Gideon, while the Mandalorian goes and tries to get uh, Grogu. Um, these, <laughs> you know, th- they were saying that the this star destroyer isn't like in the old days when you had troops all over the place. We have a bunch of like these droids in in still in cold storage until they need to be used. Um, yeah. they have definitely taken, I mean, this is an interesting idea as well, too, how we know that, you know, droids, when we first saw them as, as, you know, being used as like an army and troops, um, was in Phantom yeah. Menace where you were like, my God, these, these, the, the, the battle droids, those, that was what they were thinking. That's going to be the, the things that keep law and order in the galaxy. When you yeah, see them sure. and you see now these dark troopers, uh, it is, it is, it's, it's like not even apples and oranges. It's almost like apples and Volkswagens. I mean, it's, it's two totally oh, wow. different breeds of cats here. Um, oh my gosh, completely. I, I liked how it was like, you know, and maybe this was what, what, what made the, the, the show also such an awesome episode is how they, they, they seemed absolutely impossible. The only thing that, that was, that was, you you could use to destroy these things. It looked like you could use your flames on him if you had a flamethrower to, to to try to set them on fire. If you had Beskar armor on, you were doing pretty good because that that droid was like pounding. He was doing these Muhammad Ali punches to to, to the Mandalorian's I mean, Man- helmet. I mean, Mandalorian almost lost. I mean, yeah, I his mean, head was being impacted into the wall. Yeah, I mean that was that could not feel good. <laughs> hitting and hitting and hitting again. Um, and the only way he was able to feel was take the uh, Beskar spear and and rip its head off. And then he was just by by pure luck was able to get to the uh, to the to the handle to 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 open the airlock and send them off into space, which we right. thought was the last we we're going to see of them. 
but right. alas, it wasn't. Yeah, no, they came back. Yeah, I had a feeling. I saw them like, oh, I don't know. I think they might come back. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is they get to the they get to the bridge, and Gideon's not there. And I was like, oh, I, I should have realized, of course, Gideon's not going to be at the bridge. He's not going to be there. For he sure. knows they're there. There's something about this guy. I mean, he is as calculating i mean he has that calculating uh you know way about him like tarkin did i think or the way that that tarkin is portrayed as sort of like you know um I mean, he see i mean he he's cold calculating he sees things through he thinks things out and he 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 it's almost like a chess game for him um he's there when uh the mandalorian is you know <laughs> gosh i'll tell you uh He's he's brutal getting getting into into there. He the the the, the two stormtroopers. I mean he he offs them in a really bad way. I'll tell you oh with that goodness. Beskar spear. Um, oh, yeah. He gets in there and then Gideon and him have like this little this little face off. And I think all of us had a collective like relief and almost oh my goodness when you see poor little Grogu there with his hands in in, in the handcuffs and he sees he sees the Mandalorian he like he almost like he lifts his hands up or whatever to say like you know can we go home now <laughs> like yeah no it's I know it's that was so sad with the tiny little handcuffs do you think how much do you think has been already done to to Grogu at this point in regards to collecting his blood and and whatever they're planning to use it for? Now you had the idea that when you saw those cloning tubes in a previous episode, you're like, this is obviously got to be going back to like that whole idea that that this is Palpatine's. Well, it it was it might have either it was either Palpatine or um, they were using this to try to create Snoke. That's one one thing. I oh, think. that could be it. I I forgot about that. Yeah, um, so that could be it too. I'm I'm not sure what which it is. Um, and it's uh, pretty interesting though. <laughs> I mean, I I find it funny how they're going after him specifically, Grogu specifically. Well, he has a high he has a high MC count, as they say. He does, but I mean, are you saying that is it is it definitely different than than Ahsoka or Luke or I mean, Luke is known. Is it because Luke is known that they're not going to go after him? Is this because they somehow were able to figure out that there was a... I mean, this is all like backstory, which we don't know about. How did they get Grogu in the first place? Like, where do they find him? Where do they take yeah, him? Yeah, we don't know. We're not sure. I mean, we know that he dis- You know, he, he, he saw... You know, somehow he disappeared or survived yep. the Jedi Purge. So, um, it's also, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and he's clearly scarred by whatever happened to him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, and he goes yeah. on, I mean, this is another thing about Gideon as well, too, um, as he's, like, playing the Mandalorian, or trying to play the Mandalorian, say, like, you know, take him, take him and leave, just get away from me. Yeah, I have what I need, which, of course, he obviously doesn't. He doesn't, because he goes into that big duel with him, which was a great duel. Oh, my gosh, I love seeing the Dark yeah, Saber that was in action. Incredible. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but do you think part of this as well, too, I mean... Do you think in his head he knew that he had to have a uh, a duel with the Mandalorian, knowing that the Mandalorian? Do you think he thought that the Mandalorian would kill him? Um, I um, that's a good question. No, I, I that's a good question because I really actually. feel that this guy has like calculated this out, saying I'm going to fight him, I'm going to surrender, and that's going to put a real wedge in the plan between him and Bo-Katan. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you see, so they he get planned back, that. right? I Meaning as a contingency. Yeah, he, he might. He's pretty. 
pretty crafty. Now, the funny thing is, the funny thing is when we were talking about, like, you know, that you're saying, like, you know, Gideon was saying, like, you know, I, I have what I need from, 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 from the child. I don't need him anymore. And he talks yeah. about when the death troopers or the dark troopers come back in saying, I'm going to stay alive as well as, as the child. We'll be the only ones left alive here once they get in. Um, the interesting thing is, is that he tries to uh, shoot the kid. Yeah, he yeah he does. No, it's incredible. Yeah, he must have what he needs and doesn't need him anymore, um, unless he just saw that as like one last strike at at trying to get out of the the situation. Um, it's but a good getting, question. I I don't know what he. It's actually a really great question. Why did he try? Like it? I guess uh, yeah. I mean, people do strange things in such situations. I mean, it was for him. It was a no win scenario. So let me ask you also about yeah. the. Uh, the the conversation that takes place there on the bridge between Bo-Katan and the Mandalorian. She sees yeah. him come in with the dark saber. And the funny thing, he's got this. Dark- I was wondering, he comes in with the dark saber, you know, ignited. And and part of me was thinking, does he really need that? Oh, does he really? Oh, that's funny. Because right. coming in like that, he had to have known that Bo-Katan is going to be sitting there saying, like, you heard me say in the shuttle that he's mine. And if you know anything about Mandalorian culture, you would know that you can't just give it to me. And I think he knows. I mean, Gideon talks about it, He's like, which I thought was funny because I think the Mandalorian knew this already. It's not the saber. While it's powerful, it doesn't have the power. It's the story behind the saber that has the yeah, power behind this. That's true. Yeah. And Bo-Katan is just looking and you can see in her eye. And God, I love seeing Katie Sackhoff portray this character because you can see that there is such incredible amount of conflict in her head as this is going on she sees the child she sees the mandalorian the mandalorian i think she can see right now he is really wavering on his on his belief system in a little bit he's got this child he's just like just take it you know back in season one do you think that would have happened i think that's a great point we that really showed his his development as a character he does not care about having power and of course that's a great setup for someone having power (laughs) you know what i mean maybe as much as like a most villains if you look at them they all crave power and the story of a villain is typically how they try to get it get it and then fall from having power um, whereas the story of oftentimes of heroes is they don't want power, they want yep. nothing to do with it, and then they get it, and then the question is like, well, what do they do with it now? Interesting. How do they wow. behave? And so I think they're setting him up, and I think that's where they're taking their time to really write the next season. Next season's going to have to be, I think, you know, I think they had some hits and misses this season, although everything is forgiven. <laughs> yeah, point. no, as, as a all whole, I, th- I think it's all, all, it's all is, worked no, I mean, out. It yeah. really, it's yeah. all incredible because Luke Skywalker showed up and killed uh, Well, let's get into that. Without just, just, breaking just, a sweat. <laughs> but I think that what, they, what they're going to do is set him up. He's going to have to go and save Mandalore, and that's an incredible story. Um, oh, but, God, yeah, can you imagine uh, you know, seeing live-action uh, yeah. Mandalore? Oh, yeah, my yeah, Lord, yeah, that would be awesome. And he's going he's gonna to have to lead it because that's... That he has a dark like saber. Destiny. Yeah, he has a dark saber. And it's going to be Bo-Katan under him. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Which so. I think is going to eventually turn into, I, I really do think that that it's going to be tested, that there's going to be, there, there's going to have to be some sort of duel or some sort of like, you know, fine finality of like, she wants to be sitting on the throne of Mandalore. It is her right. She is, her Her sister was the, was, was the head of it at one time. She is supposed to be it. And I'm wondering if if the Mandalorian is going to get a rejuvenated sense of 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 purpose. 
of yeah of, i think he might become less of a i mean he's already became less of a fanatic and i love the fact that he kind of he cries at the end you know and he's very tough he does well there's another thing right before we i mean before we get to that let's let's gosh i'm watching the show the x-wing comes through i think at the same time me and my two boys say at once is that luke and i'm like <laughs> thinking to myself wait because we were both like that has to be him and yeah, he comes sure. in and you see like <laughs> which i find funny is that the monitors they have there on the uh on the star destroyer are like you know 1965 black and white televisions <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's great well you know what's funny is in like such a technical technologically advanced like civilization they might yep. be because like what do they need it for you know oh, they can possible. travel across the you know across the galaxy and and go you know hop to a different planet i mean they're not they don't need a big screen TV. Maybe not. Maybe not. well. I don't know. Maybe they, they want to watch uh, actually, ESPN every now and then and get like you know the <laughs> watch great, the game. You know, that, that's a whole episode right there. Do Let they me ask watch you this: ESPN? Which ESPN do they watch oh. in the Star Wars universe? Great question. Oh God, ESPN too. What are you talking? <laughs> okay, about? I, um, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Let me ask you: Did you know immediately after you saw that after you saw the back of of the lightsaber wielding jedi did you have that did you say it was luke or did you still have doubt until you actually saw that cloak come off his head well so i knew it was so i thought okay when i saw the lightsaber if i if i had admitted to myself that it was luke skywalker i would have i would have started like bawling like crying because it was i was just it would have made me made me so happy i was like happy for days after watching this episode like it was so Do you remember good. the first time we see and that so, lightsaber it's oh in that black God. and white tv and it's not you don't see it so you know what color it is it's once they show that green you're like wait a minute well, when i saw his belt <laughs> like his belt buckle the belt buckle right like, right okay, yeah uh, okay i got it it's luke the gloved yeah. hand yeah i mean i love and yeah that's when i knew and the lightsaber and then i'm like okay that's got to be him but then what what i <laughs> What's amazing is like when he comes in and he, well, there's a lot going on, but I just want to point out, he just okay, the the Mandalorian and all the and all the gang, like the Mandalorian, like barely escaped with his life from one Death Trooper. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Luke took out what forty of them, and he when he walks in, his hair is in place. Yeah, I know. And he's not and he's not sweating at all, and that's what, and what the reason they did that is to show you how powerful luke skywalker is exactly. and how powerful the jedi are oh. and that's why they're like let him in and he, the, you know the uh, the crew is like nope don't let him in. are you crazy don't let him in and you see moff gideon about to you know pee his pants like he's terrified yep because he yep. understands how powerful a jedi is and i just that was so satisfying and again you know what, what I, I love the last jedi yeah in a lot of ways God, I, I am so happy. Exactly. To no, it was. I was going to say this. Exactly. Really use his offensive power. Like I just so satisfying. Part you know? of me was saying, did John Favreau say to himself, "We've got to see"? I don't know if this was specifically what he set out his vision of this season to be with that ending with Luke there. But part of me, I was going back and forth. I said, I'm wondering if this is, and I don't like calling it fan service because that sounds like it, it's like insulting to us as the fans. But I'm saying, did did he want to be able to show that this is the grand master Jedi that we've read about in the books that we've seen in, in like, you know, because at the end of return of the Jedi, while he, while he wins and defeats Vader, he's still the kid who was like getting zapped by emperor and almost died here. Like you were saying, is like, 
we are finally getting to see what I, I mean, part of me was like, oh my God, I'm seeing Luke the way I wanted to see him have a duel with Kylo Ren on that, on that planet. I'm like, he's coming in and like you said, he's leveling and the last, the last droid that he takes and oh, just crushes with crushes his hand. Yeah, with his, yeah. I, I was, I mean, I, I, pro- I mean, I probably almost passed out. I was. I really. Like, I, I mean, couldn't believe that, that they actually that did this. That one scene can make me. I mean, I'm like be happy. I've watched months. it like five times. It's so good. Five oh times, God, back and forth, so back and forth. Here's an interesting best. idea that I yeah. thought as well too. And let me know if you were saying think of this as well too. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka mentions that Grogu was at the temple when it fell. I am wondering. Yeah. I think I mentioned this maybe in one of our previous podcasts. I was like, I'm wondering, was he one of the younglings there? seeing Anakin oh my God. level all his friends. And then the guy who comes to save him years years later, which you're talking about the oh, Fall of the Jedi Temple right. being Revenge of the Sith era, oh and Luke coming here, this is like huh. 20, 30 years later, you know, oh, he's being rescued a... by the by the son of the guy who did that to, to, to him. Oh my God, that's a great, that what a great connection. That's an amazing connection. I really thought that was such... Well, that's awesome. Wow, I love that. Huh. Um, bring this back Great to the insight, Mandalorian yeah. but, I mean, itself. What, but what's uh, just to follow? A yeah, bit please. More, like, what's going to happen? Like, like we know that. So, um, Grogu is not at the at Luke's temple, and apparently, yeah. between like fifty and a hundred, like Yoda's species, like grows like a lot. So he might actually have matured into a Jedi Knight under Luke's guidance, or gone off on his own or done none of it or who knows so there's a whole story well remember that, so luke does say out. one of the one of the rumors is yeah. that we're gonna watch luke and him train in the next season oh and my then god like, can you imagine like to see them that could be part of the story too like they go on adventures maybe it'll tie in to like mandalore like who knows because it's bef- it's i mean kylo ren is ben solo is like four years old at this yeah point, no so he's like, not there yet he's not yeah. there yet so it's like Two things I was going to say about that. Yeah. Two things. Uh, number one, uh, remember that Luke does say that. Uh, I want to. Say, I, he says like the, he killed half of his students and the other ones left. Uh, I'm wondering if that's completely true. If we're going to find out that you know Grogu got away one time from a uh, a, a Jedi slaughter, maybe he got away from that jedi slaughter oh, yeah maybe he was long gone i mean it's, it's he could have been like, he could have been like 20 years later or something but the funny thing i was going to say is can you imagine a scene you're talking about like a training scene oh my god. oh my god the the reversal of yep. yoda to luke to luke to yoda our yoda species it's unbelievable isn't it's that amazing. incredible that's <laughs> totally incredible and and i love hey, did you that, see like, r2's reaction when he saw him yeah he loved him and that that's what actually turned i the think tide. he remembered again, him turned the tide he remembered like, him probably oh, either yeah. from not huh. only from Yoda saying like, "Oh, this is a Yoda species." Oh, he remembers that. him from the t- from probably being there on uh, on Coruscant. Oh, that's a great. That's that's awesome. I'm wow, wondering if R two oh. has some because he this is the droid that has the memory of a of, of a you know he remembers everything you know it's and he has it all in his databanks. Um, I I it's I, oh, I amazing, part of me was yeah. like I think R2 is getting having a little chuckle because my kids were asking I think you know what do you think he's doing I said I think he's having a chuckle the fact that he spent that time in Dagobah with Yoda and he's seeing like a little tiny version of Yoda here who he had like a little contention with Yoda you never you know getting hit with the stick and everything like that um, but I think because he's so loyal to Luke that that he see he understands that this is. And it was great, by the way, seeing seeing R two again. Oh my gosh, oh, R two so and Luke I mean, together like, again. Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And I think what it does is it it felt like 
I it fills out and balances the portrayal of Luke in the Last Jedi like totally. So, and, and so it all of a sudden, totally. the Last Jedi like makes more sense. Like he's he's older and he's jaded and he's kind of given up and he's seen the the rise again of another empire and and it's bad. But you and see, it didn't start off that way. That's the beauty of right. it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's, it's four years so, after Return of the Jedi and he yeah. is a powerful Jedi master. The ones we've seen in the books and the ones that I think for those yeah, who didn't like exactly. last, the last Jedi, this is the one that we wanted to see. Yeah, exactly. Here it is. Here's yep. a portrayal of him post Jedi or post return of the Jedi. And, and, and he is, he is strong. He's powerful. He's knowledgeable. He is kind. He's merciful. And, uh, it's, yeah. that's Amazing, what we yeah. wanted to see. And I loved that. They, I am so happy. They used Mark Hamill to voice to voice him. I was like, gosh, if this wasn't Mark Hamill voicing it, I would have been really upset. Yeah, I'm it's thrilled that they used yeah. the CGI on the face. I was like, there he is. There I know, it's is. so cool. No, I I I'm really curious what they're going to do and I just it's so, it's so good and it's such an interesting uh it, it just felt like the right thing. And again, I think it, it in a way what's amazing is that the Mandalorian now basically i think balanced the sequels like i think it it, it included the prequels and the original trilogy yep. and the sequels and it's kind of brought all of it into balance you know uh like kind of like like kind of like the uh, the chosen one like yeah dave filoni and john favreau together are the chosen one. it really is i mean i, mean, I don't know like if this brought is balance back to the force like now all of a sudden the prequels make sense i mean the sequels make sense the prequels kind of make sense and the original trilogy is even stronger like they really brought they brought it brought it back into balance uh, I love it, it. it did i think there was so much i mean as i mean me and you both like i said we still have to do our commentaries on 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 on, on jedi and, and rise of skywalker but um it, 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 part of me is just saying like it's not making up for the sequel because I think the sequels has a has a lot of great, a lot oh, of great story sure. to yeah, it. Yeah. But I, I, but like what you were saying, rounding it out, giving it more depth, being able to 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 see that in the light of this, I think, I think it I think it helps the story, which in a lot of ways there were obviously disappointments one of them being for for me is the fact that we like i said we didn't have like you know han luke and leia all together for for a movie that, that well the unfortunate situation with carrie fisher with the situation that 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 for the, the luke character didn't play out as as much as we wanted to be played out in in the last Jedi for some um but like i said the the mandalorian what it's doing like i said it, it's it's almost like building like the like bedrock where there was no bedrock that's what i'm saying give, is that it gives it some Disney, foundational like star yeah. wars feeling to it that i think some for those who were not as happy with the sequels as others that this is where we're getting like i said more you said filling it out maybe getting get, get, giving it more 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 depth giving it more power giving it more of that story that we wanted yeah, and, I, and and to give Disney credit, I think that they had a lot of this planned out, and I think that we just they didn't do it in order, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Like it would, I mean, in hindsight, they probably should have done the Mandalorian first because it would have set a lot of stuff up, you know. So if we, if oh imagine gosh, if, imagine, yeah, imagine, this is so cool. Yeah, imagine that's an interesting kid, idea. Very like, imagine a kid like ten years from now, and they're like, "Well, let's check. Well, wow, Star Wars, cool. Let's start with. Let's check this. I'll start with the Mandalorian." And then they're <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh!" And then they like watch the sequel trilogy, and they're like, "Wow, that's amazing how Luke changed. That's unbelievable." You know, and then they go back. Yep. Like it's just it's it. I think it it's really amazing. I, I'm really uh, I'm really pleased with it. It was great. 
it's it's a risk. I mean, you say to yourself sometimes, like, you know, how could it be a risk putting Luke Skywalker in Star Wars? There should be no risk. But really, it was. I mean, how much do you bring in from the original trilogy or backstories or other things that are outside of this story? Obviously, they've made it now part of the story. But um, to take... I mean, especially because he said, like, you know, that the way that Mark Hamill was not happy with how Luke was portrayed in The Last Jedi. Um, would he ever want to come back and do this? Would Disney ever want to have Mark Hamill come back and do anything that, that's a Star Wars-related project? Think, and Well, the, I mean, I think the answer is... Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, if, if, if their bottom line is affected well, then the answer is yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. but it's just like... If you think, I mean, God, if you just want to look at it from like a uh, a marketing perspective, okay, now we're gonna have you know the the mini bust of Luke Skywalker Mandalorian season two as he looked uh, on 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 the Imperial cruiser when he came in, That's along with the R two D two next to him. I mean, and of course, I will buy it. Uh, <laughs> it's totally it's totally incredible. Uh, it was wonderful seeing it again. I I it, it oh my God, I came out of that episode. Just and I, I, I came back and I looked in my room and I said as I was looking at my two I have like two mini bu- actually three mini busts of, of of Luke Skywalker one from A New Hope one from uh, Return of the Jedi and one from uh, the Last Jedi because I just think it's just a badass so, looking oh, so um, cool. one but I have it standing right next to the Return of the Jedi one where he's putting on his glove and I'm telling you I was just, I I look at it now from a totally new perspective like it's not just That's Return so of the cool. Jedi this is Grandmaster Jedi. Grandmaster Jedi Luke, right there. It's, ama- it's amazing. It's wow. it's it's, and I and I really do hope that they. Um, I, I really do hope that this story of of Luke and Grogu, is is fleshed out somewhere. I'm hoping it's not going to be just in a in a book or in a comic. I'm I'm hoping this would be something that they would want to do like on on a, on a series, because. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would. I think it would be super cool to show. I don't know how you get out of, of it. Okay, I mean, th- th- hold on. I think. Hey, here's a question for the board of directors. Do you think that a story entitled "The Adventures of Luke Skywalker"? <laughs> you think that would sell well? <laughs> and here's the stupidity of some yeah. corporate culture. They would actually debate such a thing. I know. They'd be I like, well, know. I'm not sure. Maybe I. You know, we have to do some market testing. It's like market testing. Well, this is—I I heard something similar to. Sell well. Are you kidding? <laughs> I heard something similar to this when they announced the when when they announced at this uh, like a, two weeks ago when they were talking about the Kenobi series that Hayden is returning as Darth Vader. It's like somebody was like, right, "Do you really think that's going to work? Yeah. Do you really right, think that's well, going to work? Oh yeah, Darth Vader in Obi Wan. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> right, Vader right, in the suit right. again? Nah. No, no one wants to see that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, it's so true. Uh, well, that's—I mean, you know—Star Wars fans are dedicated <laughs> we are living we in really oh love my. i mean we love everything about it and at the same time it's so personal that we feel yep. offended sometimes you know if it's not exactly what we want but yeah we're lo- we're so lucky i mean this is such great stuff we would have <sighs> like if i'd said to you like you know i don't know 10 or 15 years ago mark by the by the way yeah we're gonna be getting like tons of movies and sh- live action shows and it's gonna be like all this new stuff coming out 
I mean, we would have been like, no, come on. <laughs> no. Uh, ten years ago, we had just started the podcast, and, and the big thing was is that I think it was Celebration 5 had just gone off, and the, we're getting the Blu-ray set, and there's going to be a Clone oh, Wars series. Right. That's exactly right. And oh I was like, oh, I mean, I was excited about it, but at the same time, it, it's not like you're sitting here saying, like, you know, there's going to be this thing, it's being called Streaming Service, and we're going to have Star Wars stories all over the place, and there's going to be a sequel, real. and there's going to be... <laughs> Oh, that's come a, on. Yeah, right? That's so true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, okay. so now let's 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 give it, uh, it's great. The Rescue episode. Dan, what do you give it? I give, um, is there, I mean, I guess there's like A+. Plus. <laughs> that's then, my, then, my grade there, for it, A+. I, guess plus. I, I would give it A+, plus and then like pre- uh, pretending it's maybe like a, a senior in high school and needs a recommendation letter. Yeah. I'd give it a glowing recommendation letter also. Awesome. That's if it was nice. a student. I would. Like, I, I it would. would. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's the uh, best analogy I can yeah. come up with, uh, which is kind of a dumb one. But <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a great one. Yeah. Yep, and we had spoken earlier about that uh, last cutscene of Boba Fett and how it's going to the, the book of Boba Fett will be hitting uh, next year at this time. Um, again, we're going back to an original trilogy character and a story about him. Maybe we're getting a turning point here with Lucasfilm and, and Disney where it's like we're going back to what works and what makes people. Because I think if you, you got to use that as the foundational part of your stories. When I think you're you're trying to 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 tell other stories about the universe, I think for for at least for I mean I don't want to say like it's it, it's only because guys who are who have like or you know were OT fans as kids like Dan and Mark or whatever we have to still satisfy them because eventually they'll grow up. Oh yeah, they're growing up. But um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's you can never lose. I think when we go back to these original trilogy characters. And make stories about them. I think there's so much depth into it. I think it's obvious because Dan, me, and you spent so much time in the old expanded universe reading about our old characters. Yeah, totally. No, it's 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 great, and it's just it's a huge turning point, and it makes me want to go back and watch every single Star Wars movie and every single thing, which would at this point take months to get through like the Clone Wars and Rebels and, and the everything. Well, it looks like we still got about six more months before we start getting our COVID shot, so I think we have nothing really else to do, really, <laughs> except podcast I and watch know. this stuff. Um, great. Yeah, that part of it is, uh, well, <laughs> like, you know, it's an awful thing going on in the world, but yep. you know, we got to take the wins where we can get them. As we close off this, uh, before we close off our episode here, let's give a f- each give us a full general grade for for season two of the Mandalorian. What would you give it as a grade if you if if you had think about all the episodes, the highs, the lows do of I it? Have, what would I you give it? To, do I have to like be a grown up, or can I just be? No, just what you want to do, man. Yeah, A plus. Because okay, Luke there Skywalker, you go. <laughs> Luke, Luke Skywalker showed up in the end. End of story. Yes, it's exactly. the best thing ever made. <laughs> I get. I did. I yeah. I mean, I, originally I was giving it A because I was trying to be adult like or whatever. But I'm with yeah. you now. Now A plus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker showed up. Yeah, done. <laughs> Can you imagine that first that first episode this season? We saw you know a crate dragon, and the last episode we saw Luke Skywalker. It's, a, it's ridiculous. What could possibly no, be wrong with that? Yeah, no, I want to go back and watch all of it. Actually, just I'm going to go back and watch end. it all again. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm talking about starting with season one again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to watch it in order and see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I had to bring up, which I yeah. I want to remember to tell you. Um, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about that that Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah. Okay, and you were talking about how you had like uh, the Xbox uh, that that new uh, Star Wars. Uh, uh, is it squadrons. Just, squadrons. Yeah. 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 
So uh, I've decided that for my next little my little project that I'm saving up for, I think. Gosh, yeah. I saw I've been seeing this, and I, I I was watching like you know YouTube reviews of this. I think, I yeah. think I'm saving my pennies up for that awesome three in one Star Wars arcade cabinet game. No way, really? I, I, I'm looking for spots in the house here where I can just. Oh my god! That's where so can fun. I fit Seriously? this thing? I was wow. thinking. This will be God when the pandemic's over. It's gonna be friends. Let's go over. We're gonna play like X Wing on Mark's. Oh my God, that's so fun! We, oh my gosh, it was. I love, I, I love that. That's great. I've got to show you the YouTube review of it. You get it. it apparently, what you do is they they send it to you. You got to put it together. But apparently, it's very easy to put together. The marquee at the top lights up. You can uh, you have, you have different settings for brightness and colors and sound and all this other great stuff. You have like the two, the Star Wars game, which is the X-wing fighter game, and then you have. Um, the Empire Strikes game, which you have, you do a Hoth battle, you do Millennium Falcon, you do that, and then in the Return of the Jedi game, it's uh, it, it's on Endor, and you're on speeder bikes. So, wow, that's incredible! That oh man, sound like a lot of fun. I think you got, I think you got to do it. <laughs> I'm, 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 the- I'm, 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 I'm saving my pennies and hoping that uh, by the time uh, birthday comes rolling around, that I can uh, figure out this because sounds like, gosh, this is. I didn't realize this was a thing now. Arcade games are made, they they make them smaller than they were in an actual arcade, but it still has that feel of it and it's fittable inside a house. (laughs) It's It's totally amazing. (laughs) So, uh, okay. Uh, On that note, I think we will will, uh, wrap this show up here. Um, It's been a crazy 2020 uh, for all of us here. Um, hopefully the, uh, the TJW podcast brought you a little bit of a bright spot during this 2020 year. We will be back in 2021. Um, we are looking forward to, uh, you know, more shows. Obviously we're going to go in our next few episodes. I think we're going to have to go into talking about those new projects coming up. We still have to go and talk about the NPR radio dramas, which we've been wanting to do. Uh, and gosh, maybe, maybe this time next year, Dan, we're going to be, Back, back doing li- a, a live show either in your studio or outside somewhere at like a comic book store or maybe at a bookstore or maybe you know roaming the convention floors again sometime. It's some, um, something very exciting. That would I be hope amazing. so. I hope so. Yeah, me too. So for everyone here at the TJW podcast, we want to wish you a uh, you know a safe holiday season. Happy New Year to you. Merry Christmas. And, Happy yeah, New Year. All the good stuff. All the good stuff that you would want to have. And uh, yeah, that's all for us uh, here. We'll see you on the flip side in 2021. See you guys. Bye.